Hey guys, it's Max Miller, Zach Zary, and Oakley Rose. Welcome to a well-placed cuss. Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 22 of a well-placed cuss. We are on the second episode of season three. It's just me and Zach in the studio today. Um, Oki got called into work, but uh, we're making do. Zach, how you doing? I'm doing good, Max. Um, you know, another another day, another episode. Oakley got called into work about uh, five minutes. Oh, maybe not five minutes before we we're going to record, but pretty close to when we we're going to record, which yep. is disappointing but at least he was on last episode and hopefully we can get him on more um yeah but i'm vibing right now mm-hmm. you know did an exam for my spring class max how, how are you doing today i'm good uh we just came back you and uh, well i went to uh well i should say the, the the rough rider training camp is actually happening right now um and i went to the first day which was uh yesterday on friday or the first outdoor practice on friday um, but then I came to today as well, and then you joined me as well about halfway through, and um, putting together a little project uh, of the training camp. Going to be writing an article about it myself, and uh, we got some we got some cool interviews with some cool guys there. Just like one minute snippets of a uh, of a bunch of different players. You know, we got we got um, Duke Williams, Darnell Sankey. Uh, Dan Clark, we got a boy, uh, Charbel De Beer again. Um, great guy, Charbel. I just gotta say that again. Great guy. Friend of the pod. Friend, friend, friend of the pod. Um, but yeah, we got, we got some, we got some great guys coming on and, uh, really excited to see how it's going to turn out. We got two more days left, so that's what I'm doing from nine to nine to about one every day. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Since the last time we recorded a podcast, the CFL had its first strike in about 40 years and fixed it. Yep. All in a span of about six days. So um, that was interesting. Good that they got it done because I don't think the CFL could last a year going on strike. But uh, yeah, it's exciting to see the riders back in Saskatoon. First time in a while. Um, They got a preseason game coming up pretty soon. So Yeah, when is that? I I want to say in like less than a week. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe May thirty first. So ten days, I guess. From... I love the riders, but I can't sugarcoat it. They do not look ready for that game. No, they. I I came to about half of a practice, and it, it kind of looked sloppy. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how the coaches feel. I mean, it is their second day out mm-hmm. there. The first day was like so much better than the second day. Like I, I only have good things to say about the first day. It seemed like everyone. Had a lot of a lot of attention. Jamal Murrow, like I think he was the MVP of that day. He had a he was just doing great. And uh, this day, and maybe it was your presence, Zach. Yeah, maybe. Because like as soon as you came too, that then they got even shittier. Yeah, I like walked walked in. <laughs> and I swear to God, I saw like five straight drop balls, and I was like, "What is happening?" Like, yeah. and I was like looking around, and there's some guys running the same route, like right into each other. I'm like. Mm-hmm. What is happening right now? But uh, saw some fights too. Got yeah. A, what, what was that about at the very end dude, there? Yeah, actually that was that was crazy. There was um end of practice. Yeah, it was Jake Hardy and uh on Yeah, I forget what his first name is because I think there are brothers on the team. I think there's Kos- Kosi Onyeka and God Good Godfrey Onyeka. It was the first one, not Godfrey. Um, 
Yeah, no, it was it was it was cozy, and uh, him and Jake Hardy got into a little scrum after practice. Like it was like they were walking to the locker room, and it was right in front of Jeremy O'Day and uh, Craig, Dickinson. Craig Dickinson. Like it was in front of everyone, and well, and the fans too, right? Yeah. And it was like, geez, boys. And I was like, I get that. Like that's a part because I mean, Garrett Marino mm-hmm. got into two fights first day, and actually we interviewed him, and he 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 seemed like a good guy, but uh, he got into two fights. But it was like during practice. But like when you're walking off the field, that just doesn't seem like the time. No, and I, I've been telling Max, and I think he's kind of realized it now. Like mm-hmm. in in pro sports, especially training camp, when guys are getting cut, you, you see a lot of fights, and I don't think like the media really talks about it because they don't really want to talk about it. But you you see a lot of these like fights and verbal altercations. You'll probably see at least two fights a day and about like ten verbal. Uh, fights i guess in in a practice day and that's normal i mean people are fighting for their job for for bread on the table money like right food on the table money in the bank so definitely emotions are are flaring and yeah like yeah especially just said especially during training camp i think when like you said bread money livelihoods are all on the line for mm-hmm. some of these guys yeah they, they could be done if they don't make it so yeah, no, tensions are, are flaring up in, in Ryderville, but it's good to see the boys. Duke it's, Williams. It's been awesome. Love Duke. Love Duke. Oh, yeah, I was really surprised he took the time to do an interview. Not surprised, maybe that's not the right word, but it just seems like he's a busy guy and he gets this kind of stuff all the time. And he sat down, just gave me a little gave me a little uh, interview of the difference between NFL and CFL. And, uh, yeah, I'm, re- I'm really excited for that project to come out. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, it'll be cool because Max is doing, like, one-minute snippets, so it's not a mm-hmm. huge interview. And I think that the players appreciate it, especially after a long, grueling day yeah. of practice. They don't really want to sit down and do media for 30 minutes, especially those bigger-name guys. So, Max, mm-hmm. I, I think that's credit to you taking, like, one minute. You can get a sound bite out of one minute. And, you know, I forget who it was. It was like, oh, that's it? type of thing so. oh yeah yeah, yeah. that was so Sol- okay yeah we got solomon alamimi and one of the best defensive players in cfl history mvp yeah and he 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 came down and he was he, he had his luggage and so i i felt bad but i was like dog there's not another chance and we're gonna get solomon alamimi on the podcast i gotta do this now and uh, he was super nice he he took the time and he was like i could tell he was hesitant and he was like how long is this gonna be and i was like like oh it'll just be like one or two questions and i i don't think he understood that and he was like yeah m- maybe i'll get you on my way out and i was like okay yeah for sure and he's like nah you know what let's just do it now and i was like and i was like oh okay and i forget i even forget the question i asked him um because i did like make it up on the spot for him but we yeah i forget what it was doesn't matter um and then i was like all right thank you so much solomon and he was like oh word that's it damn and he got so nice and he's like hey what's your name and i was like oh it's max and he's like it was good to meet you max and when i left i waved bye to him and he waved bye back and well now it's cool too because you said charbel like spotted you in the crowd and oh, was yeah. like what's up and like yeah me some and- other guys keen lafrance came up to you yeah yeah keen lafrance knew knew who i was but yeah charbel came and dapped me up uh saw him Saw so him the first day, saw so him today again, and uh, but yeah, the, it was it was really cool that like I didn't have to introduce myself. Yeah, they just know you now. That's super cool. Yeah, honestly, like it, that's that's why I like that's yeah. super cool in my opinion. It, it took him a second, but I could tell that he looked and he was like, "Oh shit, what's up, man?" And I was like, "Hey, what's up, man?" And uh, dapped up, and uh, yeah, Sharbell can't say enough nice things about him. But enough of that. 
moving on to another Canadian-based league. We, I don't even know how to how to intro this, but good God, m- munch down those cheeses, Zach. But good Lord, J. Cole is in the CEBL. What happened? How did that happen? I don't know, but it's crazy. Oh, he's on the Scarborough Shooting Stars now. Um... I'm 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 get, I'm getting tickets to well actually I'm trying to get a media pass for the Rattlers this season, <clears throat> but I'm trying to uh, trying to get tickets for when Scarborough comes to to Saskatoon to try to see him play. Uh, I believe the Shooting Stars' first game is already sold out, and their game in Montreal is sold out. Really? Yeah, and I and I saw like ticket re- resales. I don't know if this is a true number. We're like up to five hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. Well. Okay. Okay, I'm not, I'm not spending. Like I saw tickets were twenty five bucks, so I was like, dope. And if they were like anything more than fifty, I'm like, that's okay. Yeah, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. I think I'm it's getting really cool. season tickets to the Rattlers. Um, yeah. if, you, if you haven't seen a CBL game, go get them. Oh, go watch one. The league is taking off. I believe I saw something on their Instagram. It was like seven uh, guys have NBA experience. Um, forty people have NBA G League experience. Yeah. Um, so many like national team members uh, from Canada. Mm-hmm. It's too bad that Kai isn't on the team anymore. Yeah, Kai Williams. Yeah, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I re- there's a oh my god, what's his name? Duval. I think he's playing in Hamilton. He's like former oh, yeah. like top five recruit mm-hmm. from like literally like three years ago. Went to Duke. Um, AJ Lawson, one of the top recruits out of Canada from i believe two years ago is now with the nighthawks i believe guelph nighthawks oh yeah um scrub brothers uh former like u sports like legends national team members are in the league um tony carr with the rattlers now excited to i'm gonna on there's a media day coming up in like three days i really would like to interview him at the uh or not media training like open training camp i'd really mm-hmm. like to try to talk to him and interview him but yeah no but that will be fun um i believe uh jay cole's the the shooting stars are coming june 15th i believe yeah um so hopefully i get those um season tickets and see him but he is going on tour i'm pretty sure so i yeah. wonder how that's gonna work out i, I know and like because like clearly this is a pr stunt for his tour because he did the same thing in the bal mm-hmm. in africa um he he did he did he did the same thing and like he played like three games like he like he played and like he like he can ball for sure but it's like Mm-hmm. It's like almost any league in the world would sign J. Cole if he was like, I want to play basketball for you guys. Yeah, basically. And I think, I don't know if this is confirmed, but I, I'm, Drake might be a part of the ownership group in Scarborough. Oh. Maybe. And I think they're That boys. would make sense. That would I, make I sense. I don't know if it's 100% sure, but I saw but even, yeah, Drake like posted it on a story. It was it blew up everywhere. And I was trying to explain to my dad like how big this is for the league. Mm-hmm. Like he's almost, he's got like 14.7 million Instagram fo- or uh, Twitter followers. Like, right. Like over 7 million Instagram followers. It, it went everywhere. You know, games are getting sold out. Like, the Shooting Stars are an expansion team. Montreal's an expansion team, and both of those games are sold out. Yep. So that's absolutely huge. And uh, me and Max uh, have been fans of the, the CUBL. Since for their, it started. Yeah, so it, it's exciting for the for it to take off again, and we might have uh, 
a cool CEBL interview in the future. Who knows if that gets done, but that would be Ooh. cool. Yeah, a little, a little, little teaser. Little teaser. A little teaser. Um, oh, that would be dope. But yeah, I got. I remember I got season tickets for for the first season, and like, oh my god, like like that was just like that was such a great decision. Uh, my, our parents got them for us for for for, for Christmas one year. We we sat like uh, like right on the. I don't even know what you call it. Literally, like the barrier, like well, the hockey rink. The, yeah, I the guess. Boards. I, I guess so, right? Because I, I know where you were sitting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was so cool, and you you, you got to see a bunch of a bunch of ballers and players, and it was it was it was really cool, especially in Saskatoon, where there's just like, not, like the, I think there's a big basketball community in Saskatoon, but there's just not like a lot to watch. There's not a, like a lot of pro stuff to watch. Um, so it was super cool to to watch that, watch those guys, watch and I watch Xavier Moon beat beating him in the champion no, beating him in the semifinals to get to the championship. That was awesome. Um Well look at how much talent is going to the NBA no just this kidding, past man. year from the C E B L it's it's really cool to see. Um Lindell Will- Winnington. Yeah. Um Oh I know. What else was I gonna mention? Yeah, like the Rattlers are like CEBL is taking off and like they're surviving like during the pandemic for two years essentially yeah and there hasn't been a league like that's lasted like more than one year so for them to last through the pandemic for two years plus the original year I think now, they're going to be around for a while yeah going into the fourth year and I think that that says a lot about their business model about you know getting canadians like and like the talent other talent because they're getting the best canadians that are playing overseas in there yeah and then like the like best americans that are trying to go back to the nba and the g league so like the competition like the players are good like we're getting the most elite talent that that would be playing like overseas like in the fall Mm -hmm. for the summer for a bit so they can actually play so like the business model is smart uh, basketball in Canada is booming, and this league is only going to help. And uh, you know, I think the CFL can learn a few tips from the CEBL, and the oh, CEBL can so. learn a few tips from the CFL. So uh, I would compare it like the CFL is like the Canadian version of the NFL, and the CEBL is the you know Canadian version of the NBA. Like, there's a lots of good talent on the like the Rattlers or you know teams like that. So go out and and watch a CEBL game. Yeah, I'm looking at the roster right now, and, like, my God, I don't know. Like, there's, like, there's no one I really know here. Yeah, like, Shane Osiande. Shane Osiande, but, like, he wasn't there last season. Like, he, he no. was there in the inaugural season, yeah. and then he went overseas, and L- now he's back. Lawrence Moore, former oh, U of yeah. S Husky, he's played back. with the Rattlers. Um, Tony Carr is, like, a big addition. Devontae, yeah, Tony Carr is sick. Devontae Bandu was an absolute stud the past yeah. couple of years. Scotty Lindsay played some time with the G League with the – um with the bulls in the windy city um yeah like like that's there's no lack of talent in this league and like i think i think that's just like really cool to see mm-hmm. moving on from uh canadian basketball into national basketball yeah the nba Woo. playoffs we got uh we got the final four set and yep. uh luca and co- company just blew a pretty big lead to yep. Golden State. That's 2-0 in that series. And then in the East, your Heat and uh, Celtics are battling it out. The Heat had that huge comeback in the, in Game 1, and mm-hmm. uh, Celtics kind of... I was hoping for another big comeback. Yeah, Celtics kind of... Didn't happen. Yeah, dominated in Game 2. Oh, 
Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, my pick in the East, uh, Milwaukee's out, and yep. uh, <laughs> and my pick in the West is out. Me too. So, shit. I mean, let, let's make it. I mean, I think it's going to be Golden State. No offense, Max. I think it'll be Golden State and the Celtics. I I agree with you. I agree, and I'm not. I'm not. So, like I think Miami definitely has the the opportunity to get there, and like they can definitely win this series. But this is a team that they have chemistry for sure, but like on court chemistry is kind of a different story. Like Kyle Lowry's a brand new addition, Max Struess is a brand new addition, uh, PJ Tucker, Markeith Morris, uh, Victor Oladipo, like all of the like Gabe Vincent took a much bigger role this year. A lot of their guys are new additions, and I think Jimmy does a really good job at um, creating a culture, like as as a player, and like that, that's a really hard thing to do as a player. I think I think you need status to do that, and he's been able to do that. And the guys they have fit that Heat culture, but I like I think one or two more seasons, and they're they 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 are the favorite to win. But I just think that this season is like a kind of just like a learning season a little bit it's like okay this is how far we can go like just off talent like let's see if we can mesh together create a really good team so i think the miami has that potential but that boston team jason tatum has been playing crazy robert williams is 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 the best defensive center in the league don't want to hear anything else jalen brown maybe besides bam Jalen Brown's been doing great. Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. Like, the impact that he had on Game 2 was mm-hmm. insane. Like, it was crazy. Al Horford is just, like, yeah. He balled out that he, one no, game that did. I watched. He, like, yeah. The East is a really interesting series, and uh, it can go either way. Like, I don't think anyone's going to be surprised if the Heat win. I don't think anyone's going to be surprised if the Celtics win. Yeah. Um, but I would be surprised if the Mavs won. Can we talk about this Mavs team? Like, oh, how they're in the Western Conference Final? Right. Like, what the heck? I could name you, like, four players on this well, Mavs team. They traded their second best player. And Kristaps. Yeah, and I, I thought they were basically not going into a tank but by like, any means. But, like, kind of for this particular season. Yeah, and, it, like, yeah, it's, like, amazed me how well they're doing. Like, oh, like, I know. Spencer Dinwiddie's there, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, so, yeah. like, Luca, Spencer Dinwiddie... Dwight Powell and uh, Jalen Brunson. Those are like the guys that I can name. Well, like the like that are like key contributors, I guess. But like, right? Like, how has this team gone this far? It surprises me, and, and that's what I love about the NBA now. It's not like yep. you got these super teams that you need to compete. It's like look at the Philadelphia and the Nets of the world and where they're at. Yeah, and the super team phase kind of got like phased out a little bit. And I, and I love that. I, for the I, NBA. Really, I really like that too. I, just, I think it's only good. I love seeing the lower market teams like the the Mavs competing like the, the, the Suns if they would get there I'd say they were kind of a lower market sure. team. I mean even the Heat like, yeah. like the, the c- compared to the Celtics and Warriors well, they're right not now, on their level. Yeah right now at least like yeah. when they had LeBron different story but yeah right yeah. now um, yeah, but I love to see it. You know what I else? What else I love to see, Max? What do you love to see, Zach? The Orlando Magic getting the first overall pick. Why do you love to see that? Are you an Orlando fan? Or do I, you, do I you have a soft spot. I have a soft spot spot yeah. for the Orlando Magic. Maybe it's because Dwight. Like when I was super young, Dwight Howard like was my favorite player what? in the NBA. No, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Prime Dwight Howard. I mean, no, he was, was a beast, was but it's just amazing. funny. Amazing. It's just funny. And when I saw him jump over the car, that was Blake Griffin. No, uh, Dw- Dwight Howard. Oh, did, did he that do too. it too? Yeah. Oh, okay. With the Superman. 
Oh, oh, right. I think I think he did. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. He just punched my bad shoulder, Max. Oh, my bad. My bad. I'll, I'm I'm gonna tear your labrum some more. Um, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I have a soft spot for them. Um, I whatever reason Orlando always seems to pick like my favorite players in the draft. Uh huh. Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs. Wag. Wag. Wagner. Wagner. Yeah. Um. Wagner. Uh, Markel Fultz, I have a soft spot for whatever reason for. Though they didn't draft him. I know, but he's, he's, he ends up there. Yeah. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. Mm-hmm. I like Wendell. Uh, Cole Anthony. Chuma Okiki. He's a he's kind of a more low key player, but yeah. he's he's a really well rounded player yeah. who doesn't get enough respect. Yeah, and if Jonathan Isaac actually plays some basketball well, I, I don't understand what what the fuck his issue is yeah, i don't know i don't I, like jonathan i, I don't I, like I, him I, I like him as a player like if oh. i'm watching basketball oh. i'm like this guy is, could be so so good if he, he stayed is, healthy oh, and like he's actually one of the, played absolutely he's one of the most versatile defenders in the league yeah he's it's such crazy. a good defender and i'm like this guy could be so good wasting his potential yeah um but okay could you imagine like orlando pick mm. Chet Holmgren, please. Okay, all right. You 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 want to hear my thing? I think that Chet Holmgren is the best player, and I think any other team that they should take Ch- Ch- Chet Holmgren. Oh no, Max. But the Magic suck at centers. They dra- they wasted Mobamba's career. I want to say that people like people forgot how good this man was in college. Like he was like I think he was the fifth overall pick. They had Vucevic, for God's sake. And they drafted him, and it was like, this man's ready to be a starting caliber center. They put him on the bench, and now he's just starting to shine. But he's still behind Wendell Carter. Chet Holm, like, Wendell Carter's a great starting center. Mobamba's a great backup. They don't need Chet Holmgren. They need Panchero. They need a good four. So, I... My argument to that would be you could put Wendell Carter at the four and put Holmgren, Holmgren at the five. Yeah, no, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true, but I don't know. I just I, I, I feel like the Ma- the Magic just have like besides Shaq and uh, Dwight, they don't have like very good luck in draft dra- history. Drafting well, just drafting big men in general. Yeah, that's true. So I, but uh, but like first and foremost, I got like Chet Holmgren should be the number one pick. Like like the, like the Magic should still take him. I think, but I just think that Panchero is a much better fit for that team. I gotta learn to keep the mic close to my mouth. Yeah, keep, I'm, I'm. Keep bringing I'm, it away. My hand is very sweaty for whatever reason today, and it's sliding away. Well, but, yeah. Um, I mean, pair up Chet and Jalen back together. The high school best friends. I mean. Oh, that's right. They were, weren't they? Yeah, and Gonzaga yeah. boys, both <laughs> of them. I mean. Interesting. Let's do that. Let's pair them back up together. And like, you can't tell me a team of Cole Anthony. Jalen Suggs, um, Markel Fultz, who's still super young, um, Jonathan Isaac, if he comes back, Chuma, Wendell Carter, Did you Mo, say Mo Wagner, Bamba? Mo Bamba. Like, you can't tell me that team just looks like they're destined to do something in the future. Like, all that potential, and they're so young. Like, I, I mean, I agree. That team could be something special. Cole Anthony is something special. I'll tell yeah. you that. Like so cool. like I would love to see that. Um, mm-hmm. The OKC gets the number two spot. Um, I think you just take whoever's whoever you feel is the best fit for your team. Either I think that could be Jabari Smith. In okay. my personal opinion, I think Jabari Smith too. And I'll, I'll make this quick, but but I think that Jabari is Evan Mobley two point 
Evan. <laughs> Evan. And uh, I think that, like, he can, like, Pancho is, he's a make-or-break player. He has, like, great skill. I think it'll translate great to the NBA. He kind of reminds me of Jason Tatum a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Both That's Duke, a good comparison. Duke boys. Yeah. They kind of look the same, yeah. don't they, a little bit? Yeah. Um, same body type. Yeah, like, same kind of play style, too. Mm-hmm. But, um, but like, Pancho has, like, injury history. He has, like, he, he has like medical, like, not weird, issues. Weird sweating thing, apparently. Yeah, I know. I saw that. And it's just, it's kind of like a question mark, and it's, like, I don't know. It's like I think Jabari Smith is gonna be an All Star in this league. I think I think he, I think he's gonna be great. I just think that OKC should pair Shy with Jabari Smith. I think that'll be a great duo in the yeah, future. Yeah, they just can't take a guard there. Like you yeah. have uh, SGA, Lou Dort, uh, Josh Giddy, Trey Mann. Please don't take a guard. Um, I, I'm forgetting somebody else. But you pair, uh, you know, Jabari Smith, whose whose main concern is not being a facilitator. You pair him up with the best facilitators, like point guards, some young guys. No, I know. Like Jabari Giddy Smith doesn't need to be a facilitator. I know, and that's his one main concern. But like, <laughs> you pair him up with those guys that are excellent facilitators in his own. Just let Jabari Smith be that athletic four. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like a match made in heaven. And I uh, do too. Who who is pick number three? Oh my god, why am I blanking here? Rockets, don't they? Maybe, yeah. I think it's the Rockets. Rockets could uh, pick Let's, up. I want to double check because I don't want to just spend a minute talking about this and be wrong. I think Paulo goes uh, three. Yeah. And then uh, watch out for good Canadian boy, Shaden Sharp. One of the best Canadian prospects to come out since probably RJ Barrett. Yeah, Houston's three. Yeah, so I think Shaden Sharp is a top five pick mm-hmm. here coming up. So keep your eye on him. I like I like that. Yeah. Didn't, he went to Kentucky but never played. Mm-hmm. Just... Uh, want to develop essentially and yeah he, he's a stud he's develop he did <laughs> yeah he's a, he's good lord he is a beast no he is so, so i'll be watching him a good another good canadian boy good and canadian boy yeah he's a stud um talk talking about canadian let's move on to one of the most canadian things in the world the battle of alberta the battle of alberta what a crazy series so far 15 goals in game one yeah what did how I, does that happen? What did I write down in my NHL playoff preview? This is the uh, matchup if this happens to watch. Um, like what? What more could you ask? No, for? I don't know. I don't know. Battle of a Alberta in a hopefully a seven game series. Like oh, I, I, yeah. With like Drysaddle and McDavid, like the two of the top five players in the NHL in hockey, like. I oh I know like like in 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 my opinion it's more of like not that Oilers don't have like a well-rounded team but like I think there are very few teams that can touch the Flames when it comes to like depth and yeah. how and how mm-hmm. well, well-rounded they are so I think it's I'd really agree. cool to see like one team that's like I mean of course you got Johnny Hockey I would put him in like one like top six seven players in, on the planet that absolutely absolutely that is I think beyond a hot take Abs- absolutely I got. I got M- M- McDavid, Drysidel, McKinnon. Um, I'll just put Goudreau in there. Uh, who else? Help me out here. Matthew, Sidney Crosby, Ovechkin. I'm, think of no. D-Man. I'm not, Kale I'm McCarr, not putting, Roman no, Yossi, no, Adam Fox. No. No. Roman Yossi. Don't, you can't even say Roman Yossi. Yeah. Is that after, better after, after the Av series? No. No, after the Avs series, that doesn't matter. The Avs are the best team in hockey. Nashville is lucky to get into the playoffs. We and didn't Roman do Yo- jack shit in the playoffs against the Avs, though. Because it's the 
ass. Yeah, that's any, not an if, excuse. That's four games you have to like score a point, and he didn't. Yeah, he did. Sorry, he scored two. St- as a defenseman. I like. Yeah, no. He's good. Max, no. no. This is. No, you can't say Johnny Gaudreau is a top seven hockey player in the world. I can. No, I am, and that is beyond a hot take. Like just look, like look at the stats, no. look at the goals, no. look at beyond, the wins, beyond look at the wins. That just that wins is not a hockey player stat. Oh my god, this! It isn't. Oh my god, but it's a football stat, but it's a basketball stat. Like, how do the fuck does that make sense? It's not like quarterback wins is not a stat, but a the, player like, wins is. So you're saying who who's on the outs? Like, who's a random ass player on the outs? Darren Helm is a top seven player in the NHL. Don't like no, Zach. No, don't 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 bring up bullshit now. Don't 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 you're bring up bullshit. Johnny Gaudreau is a top seven player yeah, in the NHL. Yeah, he is. Look at the stats. Look at the wins. Like like what else are you what else are you basing this off of? Other than stats and wins. Stats. Yeah. Yeah, Roman Yossi is a. Uh, probably has more points than Johnny Gaudreau. He's the only player on that team. Johnny Johnny Hockey is with one of the best goal scorers in the league in, in Andrew Manjapan. Or Man, Manjapan. Yeah, 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 you got right. El, El, Elias Holmlin, I mean, he's not a goal scorer, but like he's like against a bunch of these players Kachuk? and he's still putting up. Yeah. Like I'm like I'm 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 saying like fairly that confidently helps. that he's top seven. No, because he he has competition now. No, to no. try to get these goals. No, that's not how it works, Max. That's not how it works in hockey. It's easier to play on a better line. It's not like, no. I'm sorry. No, no. That's what you're saying. He's not a top seven player in the. It helps when you're on a better line. When you're on a line with Nathan McKinnon, you're gonna get assists just naturally because Nathan McKinnon's gonna score. Or if you're on the wing with Connor McDavid. You're just naturally just gonna get assists because he's gonna score. Sure. Okay. Okay. You know what? Fine. Sure. That 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 might not be how it works. But then explain Roman Yossi to me. Then explain that he's on a shitty line. He's the only best. He he he's the best player out there. He got two points in that series. Explain that. Because he's going against the Colorado Avalanche. Zach, that's not that's not a reason. Yeah. That, that's not a reason that someone's only getting two points. That. That 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 that's me saying, Johnny Gaudreau only scored two goals against the Dallas Stars. Yeah, but like they're so well rounded. It's not an excuse to only get two points. When you're an all star, oh. you go past the best team, and you're able to do that in any sport. It doesn't fucking matter what the sport is. Ah, uh, I would. I don't even think Johnny Gaudreau is top fifteen in okay. the NHL. How? How? There's so many better players. I can not look at stats the stats wise. Not stats wise. I will. This is gonna be a long podcast because I will go to points. Yeah, go go to points, please. I love Johnny, Johnny Gaudreau. I wish say, I liked. I wish he was Canadian. The, but you saying he's top seven in the NHL? Johnny Gaudreau, second in points. That, second in points. Jo- second jo- in points. That's playoffs. Is it not? No, it's regular season, Zach. It's regular season. Second in points behind Jonathan Huberto. Wow. Okay. Well, I did not realize he was he had that many points. But Jonathan Huberto, I'd take just because defense. Sure. McDavid, Huberto, Dreisaitl, Matthews. McDavid. McDavid. Um, I'd take Roman Yossi, oh, um, Adam um, Fox. Um, you, if you're counting goalies, too, like Vasilevsky. Um, but why? Why? But, like, why? Why are you taking these guys over him when he is tied for second most points in the league? 
Well, and has, is on one of the best teams in the league. Like what? Well, it helps that he is on one of those best teams in the league. But yeah, like, he gets wins. Even Huberto, Barkov, Barkov plays like Gaudreau. Like he he doesn't play a, a full. Zach, I just brought up the stats to you. I just showed you that he was second. Yeah. And now you're making more excuses to why he's not a great a uh, top seven. He's top three, top well, top two technically in points. He's yeah, one no. of the best teams, and like no, just no. He played more more games than all these guys too, but yeah, that should that should count towards how good he is. Like like, I mean, where is he on goals? Yeah, yeah, he got seventeenth in goals. Yeah, Matt Matt Duchene's ahead of him. So is his teammate Elias Holdem. That doesn't mean Lindholm. jack shit, Zach. Lindholm. I don't know why you're saying hold them, Lindholm. But no, Johnny Gaudreau is not a t- top seven player in this. Th- th- thank you for bringing facts into this. I appreciate it. He's just not. No, no, you're right. The stats don't show it. The wins don't show it. He's not. No, when, uh, what? what? You well, literally said the stats don't show it. I brought. I showed you the stats. They show it. What else do you want from me? To show his defensive stats and versatility. Oh, so now you want to bring up more? Like, like you, you literally just said, let's bring up points. Like, no, I'll, I'll just disagree. I'm, I'm disagreeing with you. I'm sure a majority of people would agree with me. Johnny Gaudreau, he he scores a lot, but he's on a, a one of the, you would argue he's on a great team. Yes, he is. That helps. He's on. He's the best, best player on one of the best teams. Mm-hmm, I, like, I, like I, I, I don't know what to say anymore. Like, all, like I guess you just disagree. Yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, I'd take McKinnon, uh, Matthews, McDavid, Drysaddle, Barkov, Huberto. I can't. You're not taking Barkov over him. Like, like how? He plays. He's the best defensive forward in the NHL. I, I, where are the stats? Where like like Corsi, all those numbers. Take Romanosi, Adam Fox, Igor, Vaz- No, We're not counting goalies because I didn't count goalies in mine. I mean, you you did sway me, and maybe top fifteen is a bit ridiculous, but I, he's I still, at, okay. Okay, Zach, Zach, he's, he's not at top least top seven. ten. Maybe. Yeah. Well, now with these stats this year, yeah, I would agree I'm, with that. Because I, I I understand what you mean when you say like Sidney Crosby and Ovechkin are better than him because like that's like. This, this season, uh, that those stats actually, I did not know Johnny Hockey was second he, and tied for second in points. He, like at the that end very of the surprised se- at me. the end of the season, Johnny Hockey was Johnny Hockey. Yeah, no, he, that, those points are ridiculous. Actually, those numbers, but I'm just saying, like, fair, you know, f- fair enough, fair like, enough. He's on a team with those, like Elias Lindholm is one of the best goal scorers apparently. Brady Chuck, like th- those guys. <laughs> Those guys are all on a line. He's on the best team in hockey, so it, it, it just helps naturally when you're surrounded by best players in, in the NHL that your points are going to go up. It's not like uh, basketball, per se. Like If you're like the guy on your team, you're just going to put up these numbers. Like It's not like Giannis playing without Chris Middleton. This is like he's playing with all these great guys. He's going to get more assists, more points. Like Look, at he's probably the best, most assists in the NHL because he's playing with... Andrew, oh, uh, I can't even pronounce his last name. Man Japan. Yeah. I think it's Pawnee, actually, maybe at the end. Who knows? It's a hard name to pronounce. Man, Manjip? Manjipawnee? 
I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. But he, like, got off to such a hot start. Like He did. He like, was just he, one of the leading goal scorers. Yeah. Like, I mean, whoever's playing on Austin Matthews' wing is uh, going to get a lot of assists because Matthews scores 60 goals a season. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why, like, whoever is thrown onto McDavid's line is... That's why you have, like, these random wingers, like, the past, like, five years on McDavid's line that has a lot of points, but it's not so much, like, they're great players. It's just so McDavid is on their line. So. Sure. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Yep. Fair. I mean, I, you, you brought I, up valuable points, but I so just did think, I think just Johnny Hockey, one minute left to go in a, in a game where you're up by one. I'm not wanting Johnny Hockey out there. Fair enough. I'd. I'd I, I, I don't disagree close. with that. Like, I, I don't disagree with that. Well, I know. Well, because w- when you bring up players like Ovechkin and Crosby, like right now, I think I think Johnny Hockey's better than those guys. Yeah. But well, I would I would rather have Crosby or Ovechkin take that last shot for me. Yeah. You know or, what I mean? Or like stay out there and defend. Like right. My issue with Johnny Hockey is like he's not the biggest guy. Like because like these. This is why I love Nathan McKinnon so much. Mm-hmm. He's big. He's strong. He's physical. He plays he? defense. He he throws the ball around. He can fight. Like he brings intangibles that won't show up in the stats. Like he like. That's why I love Nathan McKinnon so much. But no, those are valuable points. And I thought um, Johnny Gaudreau was, I believe, a free agent after this year too. So. Oh, he better stay. He's six feet tall. That, that, McKinnon. Yeah. yeah, but he's like built. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, I think that was like I think that was like our first argument or disagreement yeah. for, for for a while. Well, I didn't even re- I honestly I wouldn't have gotten so heated if until I saw those stats. Like I did not think Johnny Hockey Johnny. was tied for second. No, you know what? Like, okay, I was okay. thinking, I think I didn't, I, was, I didn't know that I didn't know that he was tied for second <laughs> when like I that, brought that up. That was like I thought he was like I thought he was like fifth. <laughs> I was I was thinking he was like. 10th in points. So I was <laughs> no, like, I know. Max, what do you want? And I saw Johnny. I was like, that's playoffs. I can't be right. Yeah. And wow, that, that surprised me. Jonathan Huberto needs more respect, respect on yeah. his name. Because he plays two weight. That's why, yeah. No, Huberto yeah. is a beast. I've loved him since he was playing in the queue with St. John's. Yeah, you... You you've always been high on 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 Huberto Huberto and yeah. Barkov yeah well you you actually just liked this this Florida team like the, since the, the beginning you know of the season me- you know how I mentioned uh, Orlando just has players I like yeah Florida is like the exact like the Panthers hey, are the exact time you're you're a Florida guy first uh, Orlando and now the Panthers but like I love like a lot of the Panthers like Claude Drew Aaron Ekblad Huberto Barkov um, Spencer Knight's there like a lot of guys that I just enjoy i'm probably missing a whole bunch oh mackenzie weger who's their their goalie again uh Borowski right now but we did touch on uh the nba draft lottery yeah oh yeah nhl draft lottery canadians finally have something to be happy about i'm not talking about the people i'm talking about the fan base shane wright will be first overall and if he's not um there might be a fire lit in Montreal. Hands will be thrown. Well, can you search up if uh, the NHL draft is being held in Montreal? Yeah, let me see. I'm, I want to say it is, or it was supposed to during uh, COVID. Because if, if it's, ho- or maybe it's in Vegas. No, it is. The Bell oh, Center. Oh, it's in Montreal. Yeah, so that, that's like perfect. Damn. Yeah, the Bell Center will be not happy if it's not Shane Wright. Wow, because that, that's what I think. That that's what I first thought when I saw it, huh. it was in uh, spelled in French. Sorry, I had to say that. Yeah, um, yeah. But Shane Wright will go one. 
Um, Logan Cooley will probably go too. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the draft board shakes out. Yeah. There could be two guys that I played with. I was just gonna ask is, in the top fifteen. I was just gonna ask: is is there anyone that you have like connections with that well, that you've played with, or maybe Oakley? Brad Lambert, obviously, yeah. that we've mentioned. He could go to the Islanders. His, I believe his uncle just was named head coach of the, the Islanders. Oh, damn. Who's that? Um, Lane Lane Lambert, I believe. Oh, okay. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, I believe that's his uncle. Um, yeah, so that, that was a big news. Lots of NHL. I, I'll touch on the coaches. Lots of coaching mm-hmm. changes. Um, Barry Trotz is out on the island probably comes home to winnipeg peter DeBoer out from vegas um dallas stars head coach takes a step down yeah that was that weird was, yeah that was weird because that, that that team seemed like they were quite good i mean even though they were yeah, like not but, the best seed they had a, they, they had a good roster yeah though. but he, he made some questionable decisions mm, did he yeah. yeah like um some systems uh lots of people did not agree with but um was there another coach um i, I think there might have been one more but i can't really think of it right now yeah but yeah no um lots of coaching changes but back to the nhl draft brad lambert could go to the islanders he's projected to kind of go in that range he Mm -hmm. could go earlier i mean this is a guy that was projected to go number two behind shane wright for the past like three years right and he has one bad season but then we saw in the world juniors how good he looked and it was like if those world juniors don't get canceled He's probably a top five pick, right? Just yeah. based on that World Junior performance, but uh, yeah, um, Kevin Korchinski, Saskatoon guy, I played with him for two seasons. Um, was supposed to be like an early second round pick coming into this year. Could be a top fifteen pick. Um, moved up the draft boards. He's with the Seattle Thunderbirds right now. Um, I believe they're in the. They might be out of the WHL playoffs, but yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how this NHL draft shakes out. It'll be interesting to see what my Nashville Predators do. Um, if they sign Philip Forsberg, who they draft, they just uh, re- uh, got uh, yeah, uh, Askarov's entry-level deal up, so he might be coming back. They might trade Soros. Do not love how they signed John Hines to a two-year contract. Um, I mean, go read that Twitter post or Instagram post, Nashville fans. Do not like John Hines. He's not a good coach. Uh, I don't want to hear anything that he is a good coach. He isn't. Watch a Nashville game. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> and usually I like I like my coaches. Like, I'll ride with Brandon Staley. Craig um, Dickinson. <laughs> Craig Dickinson. Yeah, I'll ride with him. Um, yeah, well, you like, know Charlie Montoyo. I'll ride with him. Coach makes a team. Yeah, John Hines. No, no. he sucks. No, nope. get him out of here. Um, I don't want to hear. Oh, he's developed this team, his roster. Oh, he he took this team that wasn't supposed to be in the playoffs. Oh, he made Matt Duchesne be a forty goal scorer. Oh, d- no, shut up. <laughs> he sucks. He. They were like, oh yeah. Uh, Eli Tolvanen and Luke Cunning didn't meet our expectations. Yeah, no shit, because we're putting them on their fourth line with like <laughs> guys that are duds. Like Michael McCarron, who's like 6'5", and like I have better skating ability than this guy. Yeah, let's pair our <laughs> fast finish skilled guy with him. Yeah, that makes sense on a line combination. Yeah, let's not put him on the power play where he has the best one-timer, one of the best one-timers in the league. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, 
Ugh. You go on a rant about John Hines and David Poyle. Poyle, you know, great guy. Been mm-hmm. the only GM in NHL or uh, national history. They need, need to give him the treatment where, like, hey, you're going to announce you're retiring or we're going to fire you type of thing. <laughs> right. Because like, that, that's what happens with those old respected guys. Yeah. They give them the, hey, nudge, nudge, you should retire. <laughs> Like, right. I don't know how old David Poyle <laughs> is, but, like, he's getting up there in age. And, yep. uh, yeah, I believe he needs to go. And if Philip Forsberg leaves the organization, I will will cry. Yeah, I know. And that, that might be the case. <laughs> they might go into a rebuild. And, I like, can you search up how old Philip Forsberg is? Yeah. So, if they go into a rebuild, what do you think of, What do you think is going to happen to Roman Yossi? Do you think he's going to... He might He might even get traded. Oh, good Honestly. Lord. Good lord. Like, Sorry, who am I looking up? Uh, Philip Forsberg oh, yeah. with an F. Oh, I already... I don't know, too bad. I already put the... Yeah. There we go. How old is he? Like, he's still young. He's 27. 27. Like, yeah, that's young. Like, and he'll turn 28 this year. Like, if you're rebuilding, Phil could be, like, 33, 34 at right. the end of the, like, when the rebuild is good. Like, in that, like, if we're looking at NHL players, like, that could be, like, their prime, essentially. Like, he's going into his prime right now. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah I don't want to rant too much about the Predators, but. It's, it's, uh, that's, when you got a, when you got a sports team that you're, that, that, that you're passionate about, yeah. you know. And that, that's like you my, love them, my first, like, other than the Riders, I think that's like my first team. Oh, really? Yeah, I would say so. Over the Chargers, you think? Oh, yeah, because the Chargers, I did the math. Like, the the first season I actually started, like, paying attention attention to the Chargers was mm-hmm. uh, the year they drafted Joey Bosa, so 2016. Because that's oh, okay. when I started watching college football, and I was like, damn, I love Joey Bosa. So I was even more excited that they drafted him. Right. But, like, I remember, like, following the Chargers, like, the first year I, like, quote unquote followed them was DJ Fluker year when they drafted him out of Alabama. And oh, I was like okay. I was like, cool. <laughs> Didn't really know what that meant. Yeah. Didn't really understand what was happening. But like that was the first year. Like I was like I consider myself a Chargers fan, but like Joey Bosa is like when I actually started like watching games. Right. Like Right. Like yeah, more yeah, yeah. than like one game a year. Like I was watching like a <laughs> like a handful and then like recently the past three years I probably watched Every Chargers game that's on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, final. Who, who you got in the championship now? NHL. Um, I, I, I still got I, Colorado, New York. Colorado, New York. Wow, you not changing after New York's down two zero to the Hurricanes. No, I can't. I, I just can't. That's like me with Florida. Florida's down 2-0 to Tampa Bay. Yeah, I know. I, I don't want to see a three-peat. I hope Colorado wins, honestly. Oh, me too. Oh, I, I think everyone wants to see Colorado win. Yeah, or f- I would like to see Florida, like Colorado versus Florida. Like yeah, that, that'd the be good. one I want to see, but... Colorado better win. Like, like, like they're the meant whole to thing, win. though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um... But I, 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 I like the Rangers though. I like uh, they, they have a lot of talent on that team. And while well, they better get their shit together. Yeah, they better. That Canes team didn't come out of nowhere, yeah. but it was like, God I, damn, I, I didn't expect that. The Canes always seem to come to play during playoff time, and th- and they've got a team like Florida that's meant for the postseason, in my opinion. You got Aho there, Aho. You could put. I like Aho a lot. Yeah, yeah. Kucherov. Uh, yeah, oh Kucherov. Yeah, we didn't talk about Kucherov. With Tampa Bay, but I think we oh, Messi might be coming to Canada. 
Oh my god, that's right. Yeah, might need to go to Vancouver catch a Whitecaps game when he comes home. He he's now an, a part-time yeah. owner next year of uh the Miami team in MLS, so I thought you were going to say the heat and I was be like, Oh shit. And no, I was no, like, no, that no. makes more I think sense. He's like, 30, he's like 35% owner of the, damn of the team. He's literally going to be like the owner and a player. Damn. That's crazy. Dude, he's going to pull a, a Mario Lemire on everyone and just be an owner and a player. Mario Lemieux. What did I say? Lem- oh, I said Lem- Lemieux. <laughs> <laughs> there's a silent R or no, that there's, the yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. Like, f- favorite soccer player of all time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't actually talk about the the interview that we're doing attached to this episode. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Didn't did not realize that, but we got someone kind of kind of new. Um, we haven't really done someone like this before. Uh, his name's Clifford Taylor. Um, he's a great guy. Like he had funny ass su- dude. Super funny. Well, of course he has a. He's the first like influencer that. That, that we've had on he has like 360k on tiktok he played for the um for the florida gators yes yeah, not florida state max no florida i'm Gator. sorry i know N- not the sentinels um but and then talk about his time he was a social media manager for the rams and now he's working now he's a social media manager for the nba like he literally runs he posts, the NBA. he posts on the nba account it's crazy he's had nine out of the ten things you see on the nba it's him posting yeah so you know that's yeah it's really it's it's that was a cool interview um had a lot of fun he's really funny great dude yeah enjoy enjoyed being on which is cool nice to see but yeah yeah i mean not like other people have not enjoyed their time (laughs) but but you like haven't gotten a bad review so far well yeah who knows what they're saying i don't i don't know um (laughs) fuck that zach dude max (laughs) he's just a bitch That's all it is. But, uh, yeah, please enjoy the interview. And thank you for listening to Episode 22, Season 3, Episode 2 of A Well Place Cuss. Thank you. Hello, everyone. We are back with another interview today. Today, we got something a little bit different. We got our first social media influencer on the podcast and former Florida State football player, Florida. Clifford Taylor. Florida football player, sorry. Clifford Taylor. Clifford, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. Exhausted, but, uh, you know, hanging in there. For sure, for sure. Uh, so, Clifford, you were a walk-on with the Florida Gators. How was that experience for you playing college at one of the most prestigious schools in the country? Surreal, um, to say the least. I think I have one of those one of those stories that is just so just, like, out of the ordinary. It just, it just throws everyone off when I tell them, but – you know, obviously, I you know I grew up playing grew up playing basketball, and so it was just one of those things where stars just align. And then I got this out of college, and then I started playing intramural basketball and flag football. Uh, lo and behold, there was one night I was just I was just playing really good, and a Florida player happened to be there, and he asked me if I ever thought about walking on. And at the time, I was like, no, like I've I've never played football before. And so, to make an extremely long story short, um, that week led up to the LSU game which was like Coach Mullen's like first signature win as a head coach. And honestly, it was one of the things where I just like looked around and I was like, you know what? Like, I, I, I'll give it a shot. So from literally from that point on till when was it trying? February? Yeah, February. I was just working out every single day, getting right with trainers in Gainesville. Lo and behold, um, you know, I try out for the team and I end up making it. I had to wait until June just because of my class schedule and things like that, but ended up making it. 
And then my first camp was a learning curve, accelerated learning. Everything was just happening so fast. I, I had to understand like a whole, a whole plethora of plays, a whole new, a whole new playbook. It was definitely a culture shock to say the least, but my senior year, once I was there for a year, everything just, everything just came natural. So I was just like at a point where I was like, you know what, I'm not, you know, one of those guys that's like, I should be playing. I should be, you know, it was one of the things where it's like, if I got to be on special teams, do it. If I got to be on kickoff coverage, I'll do it. I ain't tripping about it. So it was just one of those things where I just had to accept my role. And then once I did, it was just, it just made everything a lot easier. Right. Was, was there anyone that you kind of like made a friendship with or anyone that really like mentored you when you were young on the team? Yeah. I'm, I don't like calling him big bro. Cause I'm older than him, but KP, yeah. Kyle. Kyle was Kyle and I, Kyle and I were pretty close because Kyle and I were actually friends before before I even joined the team because we we had a couple classes together and things like that. So yeah, Kyle Kyle was definitely um, a good mentor. And then of course you had Gamble, and then you had you know Young Zip. But uh, one of my one of my good one of my best friends now, um, his name is Dennis Gross. He was a senior when I joined the team. He was a walk on tight end. He kind of showed me the ropes and showed me everything. So. Uh, I, I definitely appreciate him a lot for that. Um, both of my coaches were great, Coach Scott, Coach Brewster. But yeah, KP and I, even even to this day, mm-hmm. like his uh, his girlfriend, his girlfriend needed something for her for her uh, soul food business, and he asked me if I could make a logo for it. And I was like, absolutely, man. You ain't even gotta ask. So so yeah, we definitely stay stay in touch. Oh, that's super cool. Uh, are there any like core memories that you have on the field or off the field from your time at Florida? On the field, uh, running out the tunnel was the closest I got to PT. Uh, <laughs> on the field, um, hmm, I think just honestly, like once once my social media started growing and people started recognizing me more for that than you know being an actual football player, that's that's when it really like started to started to kick in because you know of course you know every athlete they can get in the bars and stuff for free and all that good stuff, but people started recognizing me from social media and I was like. I will take I'll take that because a lot of people notice me for that than actually being on the team. So I'll so I'll take it. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Were you a Florida football fan growing up? Did you watch like the Tim Tebow's of the world? I studied it. I admired it. I watched it in my sleep. Um, yeah, I grew I grew up a Gator fan. My dad my dad went to Florida, so I that, there's that Gator tie. My dad, my uncle aunts cousins like we're literally like up there's no hurricanes no gate no seminoles <laughs> in our family it's right. straight so i saw i knew from the time i was like five that i wanted to go to florida so once i actually visited the campus my junior year of high school that's when i really really knew so you know i got in as a student and then as you all know the rest the rest is history yeah that, sure that's, that's pretty sweet okay so we mentioned, and Max mentioned in the, the intro, you were a social media influencer, you know, 360K on TikTok. How did you go from being a football player at Florida to p- posting all these like relatable, hilarious football videos on your social media and now like working with the NBA now? Honestly, I'm still trying to figure that out because <laughs> um, uh, I made one little measly video that took me like 10 seconds. Um, thing about it is, uh, my good friend now, Marco Marco Ortiz, who's the long current long snapper, and T Wax, um, you know the guy that does the bicycle on, on the kickoff on the sidelines, oh, yeah, yeah. like little bicycle thing. So, yeah, they would they would go to our little corner and they would just show us TikToks like all the time. And at first, I hated it because I thought it was just I thought it was just um, a Vine ripoff. So at first, I hated it. 
And then one day, like my roommates were talking about it, and I was like, "Well, I might as well hop on the wave where everyone else is." So I hopped on, and I seen I seen like a couple of little dancing videos, and I'm like, "Oh, this is this is what I thought it was. It's like Triller or whatever." So I was like, "Oh, I'll, this this won't last long." So then I came across this one football video. This kid, this white kid, he uh, he did like a funny, like stereotypical, like AAU video, and he was talking about like how he knows his purpose, and it's like shooting threes, facilitating the ball, giving the team, you know, snacks and all that, all that good stuff. So I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. And so I don't know what made me decide to get up and make a video, but I think I was just bored out of my mind that night. And I was just like, you know, let's, let's just do it. The worst thing that happened is, you know, it goes viral, I guess. And so literally made the video and you could tell, like, I literally had to put the phone down, back up and Honestly, people don't believe me when I say this, but the whole thing where I kind of like did like a clockwise look, that was just all instinct. I, I didn't plan it. I didn't, it just, one of those things that just happened. I was just like, that was weird, but I, and so I just edited it away and then, you know, go to sleep and I wake up in the morning because I had to wake up at like six or something in the morning for workouts or whatever. And my phone felt like it was in the freaking oven. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, hold up. And so, I mean, I was scrolling for like a good, I want to say like five minutes, just like scrolling and scrolling. And I, and I thought my phone was going to like just die out on me. And so that video went crazy. And then it's, it's funny. I never forget. So I go into the locker room and Freddie and uh, Freddie, Freddie Swain, he was like, he's like, hey, Cliff, what the hell is this, man? I'm like, what is what? And then he like, and he started doing the whole rotation thing. I thought like, I'm like, what are you talking about? Because like, I, I totally forgot because the day I passed and I was just like, all right, whatever. I went viral. Hooray. But he was doing it, and I was like, wait, how did you see it? He's like, because I'm on TikTok, man. I'm like, you? For real? And so I was just like, oh, okay. So I let that video sit for like two or three weeks. I let I let it sit. And then I did another video. Again, it it did it did solid. That third one did relatively good, and then that fourth one ended up on like um, overtime season, overtime, and I'm like, I'm like, dang, <laughs> I'm, I'm just chilling making these videos. It's not like I'm like think like just thinking about it. I'm just like winging it. Right. And so I was just like, this is this is actually pretty cool. And then once I got like my first 10k, I was like, damn, like this is this could this is this could be something. But I'm not sure. I'm still trying to figure it out. And then when um when uh, quarantine happened, that's when that's when the video ideas just came swarming in because there was no football. There was there was class, but there was no class at the same time. Like I was just like, like ideas were just swirling. I was just like, damn. I was like, this is uh, this is uh, this is pretty fun. And so I, I started making videos, and and then um, the the video that took my career to the stratosphere, I I, just, I literally just uploaded a part two of it. Was the um the pregame video where I had my hands and I was listening to the to the rap song. Then went to Big Time Rush or something like that. That video changed everything like, it was on espn it was on house of highlights it was i'm talking about it was on twitter facebook ig i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it was on iFunny too because one of my friends had sent me a pic screenshot of it and i was like i didn't even know iFunny was still a thing because i ain't used it <laughs> like 12 or 13 and so right. that's when it really kicked in i was like okay yeah now, now now i gotta like keep this keep this up especially once i got to 100k i'm like that's good, but I but I, I want more. So you know, I just, <laughs> so now I just I just try to make as many videos as I can and just you know hope for the best. Not everything gonna blow up, but you know, 
that's everyone's dream, I guess. <laughs> For sure. And uh, I think like the, the, the idea that you had about TikTok, that was kind of like everyone's idea at first. It was like, yeah, okay. It's, it's, it's just a shittier vine. It's like, whatever. But right. then you, you, you downloaded it and you were like, okay, okay. It's actually pretty cool. It's, it's actually kind of addicting. So I'm all right with that. Yeah, I stay away from the dancing and uh, yeah. the singing side of, you know, I don't, I don't mess with. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, so after you graduated um, in August 2021, you graduated with a, a degree in graphic design, and uh, then you had become one of the heads of social media for the Los Angeles Rams. I was just wondering, how was the transition from from being a football player and then also having uh, being a social media influencer on the side and then going all the way and partnering with one of the biggest teams in the States. I was like, honestly, I'd say the transition is a lot easier just on the mere fact that I've been on the other side. So I know how to handle, you know, players arriving, mm -hmm. players coming in, players working out players. You know, if I was just like, you know, just the student I was, my freshman and sophomore year working in sports, I probably would have freaked out the first time I saw Aaron Donald or Jalen Ramsey. I probably would have dropped the phone for, for keeping it stacked. Right. But it was, it was just one of those things where as I was, you know, garnering a passion for social media, I started getting a lot of pointers and a lot of tips from people who were working in sports, who were, you know, current influencers, agencies that I was speaking to at the time. And uh, my advisors definitely helped a lot with that. Like I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have known about the uh, Rams job if it wasn't for two things. It wasn't if it wasn't for Twitter, and if it wasn't for my advisors. They told me, you know, this is an opportunity for you, and we think you, we think you kill it. And I saw that it was seasonal, so it would last the whole season. And I was like, okay. And so, uh, just lo and behold, one day my former boss at the time posted social coordinator role, and I was like, with the, with the little eye emoji where you kind of look to the side, and I was just like. Whatever. And so, um, and then Wilson, who I had just started partnering with, they said, you want us to say something on your behalf? And I was like, I don't think this is going to work, but I'll certainly, but I'll certainly take it. And so, lo and behold, two days later, they say something on my behalf. And then the next thing I know, they're asking for my resume and cover letter. And I'm like, well, I'm like, what? And so, so um, I got some help with that from my advisors. And then immediately after I did that, I, um, I, for once in my life, took my dad's advice and just started talking to pe people that were already at the range, people that were already in the company, whether they were in, it didn't matter what department they were in. It, it could have been marketing, ticketing, media, photography, you know, you name it. And I, I was trying to talk to people. And so lo and behold, it worked because when I got my first interview, they told me they narrowed the list down from like 400 to 14 or something like that. So I, I had, I had two or three interviews that went well. They told me I wasn't gonna get the coordinator role. And I was like, okay. And then they're like, but we had this other role that I think fits you. And I'm like, okay, what is that? And they're like, it's social media and design specialist. And I'm like, man, that, that's like two peas in a pod. Cause it's like graphic design was, was my thing. Social media is my thing. You put those together, that's that's magic. And so I was like, wow. I was like, damn, how, how did I not see that? How did I not see that the first time? And so lo and behold, they threw me in that realm of interviews. And it's a funny story. So uh, my old teammate Van Van Jefferson actually spoiled it for me. So I had my last interview, and about an hour or so later, he was like, "Hey, con hey, congrats, fam!" And I was like, "Congrats, bro! I was just, I just came back from you know Rice Union. What are you what are you talking about? Congrats! I ain't do nothing." And about five minutes later, uh, my boss was like, "Hey, congratulations on getting getting the offer!" And I was like, "Oh, that's what you was talking about!" <laughs> he spoiled it for me. So. 
So, um, but yeah, that was that was a crazy experience. I mean, I instantly started looking for apartments right away because I was like, it, it don't get no better than this. So, hmm. um, literally, that's literally how it happened. And then from that point on, um, flew out there, looked for spots to live, and then next thing I know, I was in I was in LA. <laughs> so that, that that time just came and went. But it's 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 so surreal to look back at now because you know before the season starts. You know, you say the typical, the Bucks, the Packers, uh, the Chiefs or whatever, but it, you never heard the Rams in that conversation. So anytime like Kevin Moff, who's like the GM, would like bring up like we're going to the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl was in L.A., I would just kind of sit there and be a little realistic. I was like, all right, all right <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know, uh, we got to see how Matthew Stafford does. And so. Uh, I, don't, I don't think any of us thought Cooper Cup was going to do what he did this year. I damn sure didn't. I thought it was sort of like mid-tier, kind of like, you know, wide receiver one or two yeah. between, between him and um, Bobby Trees. And, um, yeah, from, from there, won, won the Super Bowl. And and uh, just honestly, some things, like some things happened within, within the organization where I didn't, I didn't like the direction certain things were going in. And so I just, I just think from my – for my mental health state, I was like, I need to, I need to move back closer to home because, like, being two thousand miles away from home and family is 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 no, it's it's not easy. It's not easy. So, I think not even like twenty minutes after I announced I was leaving the Rams, the NBA hit me up. Backstory to that: I had spoken to them before I spoke with the Rams, but I was still in the school, so it just didn't work out, you know, last year. So, when they hit me up, I'm like, guess I'm going to Jersey, New York. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just it's just like one thing after another and it's just I'm honestly waiting for the joke to stop so <laughs> <laughs> no for sure and you already mentioned that like you've you've had interactions with these big guys like Jalen Ramsey Aaron Donald how have um how have these like interactions with people and like you like like you said people like in marketing photography like any kind of any kind of uh, position, how, how has that like furthered you? And like, what kind of people do you really like uh, conversing with and just like kind of be, be, being friends with, I guess. I like com- conversing with people that know how to carry a conversation. I feel like nowadays, I don't know, I don't know why it is, but I feel like for most people that work in sports, I, there's this stigma. I feel, feel like that they, they don't think they can help people. Like I noticed that because, you know, sometimes I would just kind of sit there and, and you kind of hear people say like, "Oh, I got a DM from so and so. Got a DM from so and so." You know, they just they just you know skip past it. For me, I've always been one of those guys. that's like, I don't ever want to get big enough to the point that I can't help people get to that level. Yeah. Whether that's you know in in sports, you know, working in sports, or you know just you know handling money, just adulting, whatever the case is. It's like if you can help people, then you know just do it. I've always I've always just just been that way that's been my personality so I just like people that can carry conversations and know how to communicate and definitely people that are you know willing to you know look at it as sort of like a we not me type of thing Mm -hmm. that's that's the people that I speak to most in within the sports realm and obviously I I talk to a lot of you know black creators and things like that because I've, I've you know heard a lot about like you know, certain things that have occurred in like different leagues, whether it's like the MLB, NHL, NBA, whatever the case is. So just carrying, just carrying those conversations all honestly helped me, not just, you know, as a worker in sports, but also a creator, because it makes me look at things like with, with detail. 
like one thing I'll say now when I make videos, like even even with skits, I mean, I, you know, I can do football skits in my sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I don't think it's a secret that like I this it's funny. This one kid the other day, he called me like the indoor football like social goat or something like that, and I've been running with it ever since he said that. So like I can I can do skits in my sleep, but honestly, like it's just the there's just a new level of not only appreciation, but just like thought behind it. Cause like before I would just wing it, but now I just, I think, I think a lot further and be like, okay, like what's the audience, you know, what's the niche, you know, who am I trying to like branch out to and things like that. And honestly just trying to make sure I have a stable, a stable uh, branding from a personal standpoint. No, for sure. Yeah. Like, um, you know, one thing like we're, 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 we're a small podcast here and like we try to reach out to as many people as possible. And of course, we don't get a lot of answers. Uh, so we always really, really appreciate when someone takes the time, even, even if you were to say, no, I'm too busy, even just to write that email and say, no, we like, it's, it's always so appreciated. And I, I definitely agree with you. I think that kind of is kind of going off by the wayside a little bit. Yeah. Person, personally, man, I, I love, I love doing podcasts. I love them because I'll, uh, I'll never forget. Um, so I've been fortunate enough to be friends with a people in LA one of them being um so it's a comedian uh his, his name is Godfrey and so I went I went to um I wasn't on the podcast but I was just kind of like sitting behind the scenes just, just watching and just like seeing how much they vibe together how much they just joke and how much they laugh and things like that I was like that's 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 what it should that's what it should be about and people should like love to do it like I I, I love like I, said, I love doing podcasts I could t- I could tell my story a gazillion times if you let me so honestly like it's for me, it's every time I get offered to do a podcast, it's honestly like it's honestly very humbling and very appreciative because, you know, never, never in a million years did I think I would be a guy that people ask, you know, to be on podcast that people ask for advice. I always, you know, before I played football, I thought of myself as just like, and, you know, an average day Joe who's just going to be a fan of sports and just, you know, nothing further than that, but just the opportunities and things that I've been able to do, it's just like, it's one of those things that you just can't, you can't take for granted. So the last thing I want to do is just, you know, cut, you know, you know, up and comers trying to, you know, make it in this business because, you know, there's not a, not a lot of helping hands in this business. And I think there should be. So, you know, I'm always, I'm always happy to hop on things like this. Well, we, we, we always appreciate that Clifford. Thank you. (laughs) I'm going to go back to your time with the Rams. You mentioned no, you guys didn't think you were going to, well, maybe not the team, but you were like surprised that they made the Super Bowl. It was in LA, kind of a Cinderella, maybe not Cinderella, but a, a storybook ending. What was it like to be with the team for one year and then them win the, the Super Bowl? Like how special was that? It was, it was, it was really storybook if it, because, when I first got there and I saw all these guys pull up in their Rolls Royces, they Bentleys and things like that. Like AD had a car for every single day. <laughs> you see a big, you see a big old 99 engraved in the concrete. You know, it's like, it's just like these dudes are worth a lot of money. There were some times I'm just like, how bad would it be if I just asked them for like a couple hundred thousand dollars? Like how bad would it be? <laughs> So I, I just so I would I would just kind of just watch them just in amazement, but at the same time I was able to sort of keep you know my composure. So all those guys were cool. Um, I got really cool with the DBs, ironically. Um, Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey's really cool. He's very laid back. Um, 
Dante Dion, his one of his one of his bros, um, really cool too. Terrell Burgess, uh, big tight end Kendall Blaine, who had a, an amazing postseason. Yep. Um, he is twenty. He before that he didn't really talk much. I mean, he would talk a little bit, but not much. But then after that, it was just like, like no, you never, heard, you never, you never heard the end of him. And then <laughs> you know, obviously Van, and then and then when BP uh, came to the team, and so you know, BP Van and I, we hung out quite a bit. So yeah, honestly, it was cool one of those things because Coach Raheem Morris, he would oftentimes ask me if if it's like, you sure you're not a player? I'm like, I'm po- I'm positive, big dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, like, and that's another thing. Day one of camp, when we were in the hotel, Coach McVay did like a double take and asked me what my name was, and I told I told him I played in Florida. I told him everything, and so he he was like, "What's your name again?" And I was like, "Oh, Clifford Taylor, sir." So I was like, "Ooh," I was like, "Look, y'all, check this out." <laughs> I'm like, Kobe Betty just looked just looked at me twice, bro. So if he if he offered me, you know, a little, you know, a little preseason contract, I'm a I'm a mess with y'all. So, <laughs> so obviously it didn't happen. Um honestly it's probably a good thing because I probably would have embarrassed myself out there because th- those those guys are like freaking superheroes as much as they live. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we lived in college and got nothing on NFL workouts, like nothing at all. Like they start with like 275 on bench. Like it's it's crazy. But um, yeah, like the players were great. Two of my favorite experiences, I would say, were definitely training camp and Super Bowl weekend. Because training camp, that's when you met the staff, that's when you met the players, and you just you just bonded. Because we were in uh, Irvine, which is like an hour south of, of the uh, headquarters, and we was there just balling. I mean, our per our per diem when they when they sent us that per diem and I saw all them damn zeros, I like. <laughs> so I mean, you know, it's it's crazy because one of one of the one of my one of, one of the things I got now I, my iPad I got that from the party I mean, it was it was a it was a fat party. It was one of the, it was the fast party I've ever seen. And so I was just like looking at it. I was like, it was one of the things where like we went to this mall. And this mall was incredible. I'm talking about it had like Mercedes, Apple, Dicks, Tesla. Like I wa- I walked into Tesla. Why I have no idea, but I walked into Tesla. <laughs> And the dude was like, the dude was like, you looking to buy a car? I'm like, no, but if you convince me enough, I, I just might. So, <laughs> and it, it's crazy because I had to stop myself because he, everything he was telling me was so damn magical. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, cause like they had, they had, they had a couple cars set up that were like custom, custom fitted. So I was in that Tesla, man, it was one of those things where I sat down and like my eyes rolled up and it was just like, one of them type of things. But, <laughs> I was like, man, I was like, this is this is definitely gonna be my next car, the Model S. I, I got my eyes set on that. So once I make that, that type of money, then yeah, Model S for sure. But that was fun. And then Super Bowl weekend, we it was just it, it was so many stars in that stadium. It was just like every time you turn around, every time you look, you saw like I bumped into uh I bumped into freaking Jennifer Lopez. And I and I, yeah, I was I was like, Ben Affleck, you lucky motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. And then the halftime show was unbelievable. And, of course, it ended with the Super Bowl. And, man, I got to tell y'all that. I mean, I, it, it's cool to talk about now because I ain't there. That Super Bowl party was unbelievable. It was it was unreal. It was yeah. free him, but Gunna was our was our performer. <laughs> really? Gunna came out. Like, he was a surprise uh, rapper or guest host. And I was like, and I love Gunna. So sure. when I saw when I saw he got locked up for that whole Rico thing, I was like, <laughs> "No, I know." 
Cause I I I knew I knew racketeering was was a was a huge thing, but then I saw the minimum sins, and when I saw it was like five years, I was like, oh god. Oh, yeah. so, you know, it was, it was just one of them things. But yeah, Super Bowl, oh man, it was it's nothing like it. I was able to bring my best friend too, and it's it's just it's something that I'll I'll never forget ever. Yeah, I uh, one of one of my favorite like themes on your page was when you were talking about Su- Super Bowl weekend, and you kept uh making videos about people continuously asking you for Super Bowl tickets. So I was going to ask you if if you actually uh, brought someone, but you ended up bringing your best friend? Brought, brought my best friend because what happened was they only gave us one complimentary ticket. And so for days, I was like, do I bring my mom? Do I bring my dad? It was like back and forth. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to just bring my boy Jared with me. And, and I was like, is that cool with y'all? They were like, yeah, because we would be fighting over this one ticket. And I'm like, okay, that's what I wanted to hear. So ended up inviting him. But man, it's crazy. Like literally, literally like minutes after we won the NFC title game, I had like 30, 30 DMs. And this, this is the most DMs I got from women in my entire life. <laughs> and it was it was just like, let me get tickets. My, my mom wants to look pretty for the... I'm like, well, respectfully, um, to hell with that because I don't even know how many tickets I get. And then I found out like a week or so later, I got one, but I ain't tell nobody. So yeah, yeah, every everybody was asking me for tickets. That's that's a that's a con, by the way. If you're if you're if you're a guy working in sports, that's one of the cons. Cause I I made a couple videos out of this, and it's honestly getting on my damn nerve. But there'll be there'll be times where girls will ask me, like, can you get so and so to sign something for me? Can you get so-and-so to give me a jerk? I the worst one was um this girl asked me straight up, she was like, Can you put me on with one of your NFL friends? I need the money. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah so, well, pre- prepare for that. Just let y'all know. God. Oh, yeah. So you mentioned or we mentioned and you mentioned you're, now you're working with the NBA. So what's the difference in working, you know, you're working with the Super Bowl champions, the LA Rams, now running a 15 million follower page in the NBA. What's the difference and, and what, what's the favorite, what's your favorite thing that you've got to enjoy working with the NBA now? I think the most important thing was just having, I don't want this to come up the wrong way, but just like having more power and ability. And the reason why I would say NBA compared to the Rams is night and day is because not only because of that, but it wouldn't be night and day without the things that I learned from the Rams. If it was just vice versa, it probably would have just been the same, the same response. So I think learning from the Rams, learning from the people that I work with really propelled me to take that leadership role. Because if you see NBA's Snapchat or NBA's TikTok, nine times out of 10, it's probably, probably going to be me. And it's 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 so crazy to think that like every time every time I post a clip, I'm just like, damn, I'm really posting for the NBA. Right. You know, I, you know, I've been following the NBA since I was a kid, and it's just like, like now I'm now I'm in the same room with these like incredible, amazing, talented people, and it's just like, yo, it's like, it just it just it's one of those things where it just, it makes you want to work, and that's and that's a perfect place and a perfect scenario to be in. Plus, being back on the East Coast, that that definitely helped me a lot. Uh, you know, being close to the family, especially when I have some family up here. So it's it's just the the situation, it couldn't be better. And, you know, with that too, I have a lot more creative freedom. Like I'll I'll be first to say, you know, even though some of my videos in in LA did solid, 
that was the first time during my social career or whatever that I wasn't confident in what I was making at all. I, I was just like, a lot of times I was just, I was like, kind of like the old me, just winging it. But the thing is, it's like, once you're a year or so in the game, you got to get more clever with your stuff. And so, so now that, now that I've kind of gotten back in this realm, you know, and, and then I started the, um, the branding of the Clever show, it just, it's just taking a life of its own. Like now that I started posting reels on Instagram, it's, it's been, it, it's been what I've been missing for like the last year and a half. And it's now starting to finally take off. And it's just kind of, I just kind of sit back. I'm just like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because I thought like after a while, it's like, okay, I'm just going to have to hang this up and just focus on, you know, being behind the scenes. Right. But, you know, the fact that I'm able to do both and they're comfortable with me doing both. It's, it's just a great, a great situation. Oh, that's, 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 that's awesome to hear. I know you, you're kind of living out like, like two different kind of kids fantasies. So that's awesome. Um, well, we want to thank you so much for being with us today, Clifford. Uh, you know, we're huge fans. You, you made fans for life and uh, thank you for being our first uh, influencer on the podcast. That was super cool. Absolutely guys. Anytime. Awesome. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Absolutely. See you guys.